You're listening to the Play, Teach, Talk podcast. I'm Tiffany Thompson, a speech pathologist with over 20 years of expertise in working with children under three years of age and their families to help them understand language and communicate more effectively. My specialty is in working with emerging communicators with few or no true words to reduce their frustration, help them interact and play with their peers and family, and learn to truly enjoy the back and forth of functional communication throughout their daily routines. This podcast is not intended to diagnose speech-language disorders, but is more of a general set of suggestions for children who are experiencing delays in their language skills. For recommendations or therapy specific to your child's needs, consultation or evaluation with a licensed speech-language pathologist in your city is highly suggested. This is Season 2, Episode 28 of the Play, Teach, Talk podcast, Normal Developmental Disfluency. This is a topic I wanted to touch on. I am not an expert in disfluency or fluency issues, but I did want to touch on this because it is something that can be of concern to parents as their children start to combine words and use more connected speech. There is what's called normal developmental disfluency that can happen between ages two and a half and about four. But I should designate that in doing some of the research for this podcast, I I did uh, notice that ASHA, the American Speech and Hearing Association, does uh, comment in its uh, in its information about fluency that uh, actual stuttering that's diagnosable and not part of normal developmental disfluency can start happening before age. Four. So when you are watching or if you're having concerns about your child's fluency of speech, it's a good idea, especially ages three to four, to be really paying attention to how your child is bouncing on sounds or words to help you decide if it's time to maybe go forward and look for an assessment to see if your child has a fluency disorder and needs therapy. So When we look at normal developmental disfluency, that is going to include repeating a phrase. So this is when a child says, like, I want, I want, I want a cookie, or he he did, he did, he did that to me. So that's a repeating of phrases. We all use filler words. So we all use an um, and I definitely do it here. So I'm definitely not trying to pass that off as just being... an uncommon thing. We all use a little bit of an um or a hmm. We use our likes. We use ahs. And that's normal disfluencies that most people use when they're pausing to think or process information. Another thing during developmental disfluency is that you're not going to see a whole lot of tension or struggle to speak when a child is bouncing on those words There are not any other kind of secondary characteristics that come. One of the things that we know when we're doing a stuttering assessment is are there any secondary characteristics like huffing a breath, gasping, facial tension, snapping fingers, moving body in certain ways. There doesn't seem to be a negative reaction, so they're not necessarily aware of the fact that they're having a moment of disfluency and that it doesn't really seem to last for any extended period of time. So if it's maybe within about six months or so, then that's not too excessive to hear those disfluencies. Uh, In the information that I'm researching here too, I didn't notice that they mentioned this, but one of the other things that they state 
is that you might hear a bounce on the single word, like we, we, we are going to blah, 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 or I, I, I want that. Now, that is one of those characteristics that kind of tends toward an actual disfluency of speech. So with normal developmental disfluency, you may see that bouncing on just a single word, but it also may indicate that there is a true fluency issue going on there. But I think they are saying basically that the cutoff age in which it's time to go forward and look to see if your child needs extra help is at four years old. Uh, there are assessments that a speech pathologist can do for you to determine. And basically what happens is it is looking at the frequency of the disfluencies that are used and the types. So a child who doesn't have a lot of disfluencies, but is hesitating on like the P sound or the W sound, a that kind of pause, that prolonging of the sound, that's going to hold a little more weight than if a child is using whole phrases when they are in, in their disfluencies. And you may see that that starts to lessen as kids get a little bit older. So just a little bit of information to give you about that. What are things that we can do to help kids? Well, it used to be that we would always tell kids to slow way down and think about things. But, you know, it's one of those kind of funny psychological things that when you call attention to a disfluency, it can sometimes make a child more uncomfortable and make them more cognizant of when they are having issues with, with their fluency. I have to admit, even in doing this episode, I am much more aware of how I'm using my sounds and words. So consider that with a child who's having problems with disfluency and who is having disfluent moments. If you're constantly watching and they know you're constantly watching, it does make life a little more difficult for a child who does have disfluency. So that whole slow down, take a deep breath, eh, that's that's a strategy, and yet it's not one of those things that I would maybe necessarily call out to a child, especially in front of peers, to ask them to slow down and reduce their disfluencies. There are all kinds of great techniques in the therapy world, looking at uh, how a child is feeling ahead of time, preparing them for a time that they're going to be speaking to other people, and also having them self-assess how things are going. But we do acknowledge these days that there are lots of components to fluency of speech, and I won't get too deep into detail with that again because I'm not an expert in it, but I just wanted to kind of put up the flag about the fact that there is this period of normal developmental disfluency between two and a half and four. If you're looking at phrases or whole word repetitions, that does typically indicate less severity than if you are hearing a child hesitate, having secondary characteristics like maybe gasping or huffing or pausing or when there's a prolonging of a sound in a word than if it's just the single words or the phrases. Always consult with a speech therapist in your town if you have any concerns about that, and it's a pretty easy Google search. And if your child is under three, you can always start with the early intervention program in your state. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would help me greatly if you subscribe or leave a five-star review. For additional content, including YouTube videos, articles, handouts, and help catered specifically to your child's needs, please visit playteachtalk.com.